Welcome to Unstructured Unlocked. A podcast where listeners discover how enterprise leaders are confidently automating document intake and accelerating their workflows to increase capacity and drive top-line revenue. I'm co-host Michelle Govea. And I'm co-host Chris Wells. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Unstructured Unlocked. I am co-host Chris Wells, and I'm joined today by co-host Michelle Govea. How's your day going? Good so far. How about you? Uh, same. Yeah, just one thing to the next, but uh, never bored. So I'm thankful for that. Um, today, we're going to talk about how automation enables insurance companies to increase uh, customer satisfaction. So things like CSAT and Net Promoter Score. And I got to confess, I don't, I don't know a whole lot about this. So um, I will confess right along with you that my experience in this this arena uh, from my days in the insurance carriers uh, was was limited. So uh, I'm sure we'll be more hypothetical and theoretical today than yeah. <laughs> maybe we have in the past. So if you're a listener and you have customer experience uh, experience, experience. <laughs> in the insurance industry, please let us know. We'd love to have you on the pod. Um, okay, so you you have some limited experience, so let's let's start there, and then uh, I'll ask a lot of naive questions, and uh, we'll see we'll see where we get to. So, like I said, this is just uh, what what I uh, I'll call witnessed, um, yeah. or or uh, was adjacent to during my time um, at working within the insurance carrier space. Um, this was around, so I'd say around 2014, 2015, um, at least at the carriers I was at, that's where, that's when there became a big push um, mm. to improve uh, the customer experience, right? There were whole organizations being stood up, focused on um, how to better engage with the customer, how to improve, you know, the net promoter scores or, um, you know, uh, survey the customers more efficiently or more effectively yeah. uh, to then take those insights and, uh, you know, help with, with claims workflows or help um, maybe even with product development, depending on, on what you were looking for. There, there were a lot of different flavors to it. I think a lot of it too was also around the time where uh, these, these I'll call them self-service portals were being stood up by the carrier. So this is, you know, you can go buy your your personal insurance online. And so that's a brand new uh, place to interact with the customer. And there was a lot of emphasis on building an omni-channel experience, right? Like if you've gotten to a certain point here and then you you fall out of the system or you have to make a phone call, like how does that feel like one clean uh, yeah. transaction or process that, that you're not missing key steps or having to restart along the way? So that's, from what I around that time, that's what I heard a lot about. And so the work that was being done, and uh, at least initially, around the areas that I work, a lot of process engineering about understanding the workflows and where these touch points with customers were happening. And so, customer can be broadly defined, right? It can be uh, the carrier's customer could be the broker or the agency that they're working with, um, and some events that the carrier could be a customer and so the reinsurer might be might be doing this um and so there, there's a lot of work to be done to understand how how do each of those interactions happen um and that process engineering work was being done to say where do we interact with the customer today 
uh, how, what does that interaction look like? What is the information that we're capturing? What information will we like to capture that we're not? Um, and, you know, doing that along the whole process, there's also probably touch points that I guess you always want to talk to your customer whenever you can, but probably some that felt redundant or felt like not helpful or the information wasn't being captured, um, in a way that was useful. Uh, so, so a lot of, of mapping out where, where those things were happening, um, so, so that's kind of where I look at it from when I think about this net promoter score customer experience side is, is um, where along those types of, of uh, efforts would, would something like automation maybe be helpful. That's, that's interesting. I, uh, I was sort of under the assumption that these things were most important or maybe solely important in the personal lines, but it sounds like you're saying um same sort of thing, just a very different framework um, for like, you know, the commercial lines and, and even reinsurance, it sounds like you're saying. Yeah, but it, so even outside of, of, I mean, definitely for personal lines, but, you know, uh, you got to think about customer experience from the, and the, the big obvious one, right, is is claims handling, right? And and you obviously get claims for all lines of business. And so you're, inter, you're still interacting with somebody. So what is, what is their experience uh during the claims process but there's also you know we the underwriting process and what is it like to get uh all the information in for a submission is it easy is it a lot of back and forth is it super manual do you have a lot of pre-fill already enabled um how often do you have to talk to that person uh so I, i think it hits more than just personal lines but for sure as as insurance customers, right? Consumers where, where we're buying, you and I are buying our insurance. We're definitely doing it in the personal line side. Um, so for sure, that's probably how we think most about it. Yeah, it's interesting. Around that same time, sort of that 2015, maybe through 2018 timeframe, um, both in the insurance space and in the asset management space, like there were a lot of initiatives going on to like, let's build the chat bot for mm. uh, to interact with. So like, you know, whether it's someone you know, someone wants to rebalance their 401k, 401k, like, can we do that without a human involved, um, down to buying your insurance, everyone was trying to build a chat bot. And I, I'm sure that's going to be revived today with, um, you know, GPT and friends. Because uh, hmm. I most of those initiatives from, from what I had seen, again, sort of third party uh, stalled out, because um, it's, it's a pretty hard problem to build a chat bot that people actually want to interact with. Yeah, I think for, so. What, what we've seen in in the space, uh, just from you know, in the, in the VC world, is um, you know a lot of this this these chatbot technologies and now AI behind the scenes trying to improve it. Where where the end state right is ultimately the chatbot can answer the inquiries as well as a human, where you don't have to eventually connect with with a human. Right. Like you just want everything. You want your questions answered quickly. You just want to know how, how do I do this or how do I obtain this information? Um, and that it's it's pretty, pretty smart to do that. Um, but, you know, you can deploy the chatbot technology a lo- along a lot of those 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 places. Right. And I'll talk a little bit about some of the companies we've seen Um generally in that there's the chat bot that you think about when you go on, when you log into a portal or a website and it's there, it's like, Hey, I see you're searching this or how can I help you? Right. And you start interacting and eventually you're like, I need to talk to somebody, right? Like (laughs) 
there's 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 like the 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 first level of triage or maybe even two or three levels of triage that these chatbots can do and those are the the outward facing chatbots right which which in a lot of ways um is the result of some of this this process mapping work to say like where do we interact with the customer what what's easy you know um quick wins that we can do where we don't have to one uh, have a, a huge workforce behind the scenes to answer those those questions that are that are sim- simple from from our perspective. Um, but then there's also what, and I'll talk a little bit about. Um, you know, we we've mentioned before that there's there's two schools of thought on this, but that in some ways a lot of people think that uh, eventually small commercial insurance will be sold the way personal lines insurance is now, where it's it's mostly through through online. Um, and I think you had an initial swath of companies trying to act as a broker and help small business owners understand what types of insurance they needed. And so behind the scenes there, right, there's either either a chatbot um, that's that's saying what what kind of business do you have, you know, where are you located, things like that, and then trying to offer up insurance recommendations, obviously with, with an engine behind the scenes or a lot of this, you know, again, a customer interaction is providing more information. So uh, mm-hmm. a lot of those, you know, those question marks in a little circle next to a field on a website that yeah. you're filling in, right? Like some, that that to me is also a, a mechanism of, of customer engagement and what's the experience you're providing to them. And do they feel like it's easy to work with you? Do they feel um, that it's an educational experience that they're not getting uh, duped in any way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is, pretty broad definition, I guess, of, of where you want your customer experience to, to come from. Um, yeah, you touched on something there, which is, you know, if people are confused about how they should answer the questions, part of part of doing these automations, right, is like make your process transparent, right? So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, on the that's on the sort of underwriting side, like, can we get the information uh, in cleanly and uh, accurately. And then on the claim side, like part of making the customer satisfaction go up on the claim side is just making your process not take a week, right? Make it make it easier for you and your people to do their jobs. I think a lot of people would appreciate if it only took a week. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Fair. Uh, no, the claims professionals are going to come at me for that. Um, but you know, <laughs> it, it, it is complicated, right? Like yeah. um, to, to, to when a claim comes in the door, uh, all of the associated workflows that come with that. And then if there's, you know, multiple parties involved, you know, behind the scenes, everything's got to get, get uh, all the information's got to come in. It's got to be exchanged, got to be connected. So th- there are real reasons for why things aren't just like this. Um, but to your point, how transparent can you make that process so that, um, Ultimately, at the end of the day, the customer feels that you know they've been heard and seen by by the insurer, and that they're um, getting the best possible outcome that they can. Um, yeah, a big part of it is like, don't if don't come back to me with a question about what I've submitted as part of the claim, like way down the road, right? Like you already have all the stuff. Figure out if it's complete or not right away. Um, right. I've seen that a number of times. That. Yeah to a ton of frustration yeah and so and some of it comes um you know this is getting a little outside of the the net promoter score like customer experience conversation but into the claims workflow is because 
uh, a lot of claims look different. Um, obviously, there's some kind of standard of like what documentation that do you need that that comes in. But uh, depending on there, there's no standard for like industries outside of insurance that are working with insurance to to get you that information. Right. So so you might be working with a law firm that emails you everything. Right. You might get a claim directly from the insured as opposed to them going to, you know, to their attorney first and the attorney is doing something on their behalf. So. It's never just a straightforward interaction. Um, And part of the challenge might be um, even recognizing that you've gotten everything. Like what what are, and I'm not the expert in this, but what are the checks and balances that you have to say, you know, we have received all of this information. And if not, um, like where is the automation that you can say, we've hit up against our, you know, list of requirements, we're missing this. Uh, What, is there an automated message that can go out either to the claim adjuster or if you're interacting through, you know, in a carrier app or or a portal, like how does that information get pushed to you uh, so that you can you can get to that? And to your point, not go log in three weeks later and there's a big, you know, red exclamation point that says this can't be done because you're missing you're missing three pieces of information that are key to this. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. yeah, I I think. I think there's an opportunity. Well, actually, let me phrase it this way. I've seen a lot of processes automated that involve large teams, and I'm sure underwriting and claims are no different from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the problems I see all the time is that the process depends on the person running the process. Mm. And so that I don't know, just as a consumer, when I call, you know, who 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 knows, Verizon. And I talk to one person and then I call back later and I talk to someone and it's a different experience. Like that's extremely frustrating. Yeah, that that that's an excellent point. And that gets back to that's that's probably a whole separate episode on just like talent and training and uh, but it does it does get to to the customer experience side of um you know in in a lot of in a lot of ways. Uh, you know, everyone thinks about these carriers as these these huge, massive companies, but the the underwriters and the the claims teams are really the main interactions with with the end consumer. Right? You can, I mean, these these companies have millions of dollars worth in like marketing spend, and you know, all that's great. But at the end of the day, you're calling a number and you're talking to someone that um, is representing the brand, but also, um, you know. Yeah, could, could be having a bad day. You could be having a bad day, and uh, so making to your a point, claim, you probably are. You probably are having a bad day. Point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd love to know systematically if like CSAT <laughs> on the claim side is just lower than CSAT on the underwriting side. Just inherently, that would be my. It's my hypothesis. Someone prove and me where, wrong. And where's yeah? Yeah. So anyone, anyone, dial in. Just let us know. Uh, <laughs> Um, I think, but to, so we're talking a lot about the individual yeah. and how, how they connect with, with the, the care or, you know, uh, yeah, whoever they're talking to in the carrier's side, but there's also the carrier and its interactions with its network of agencies and, and the brokers as well. Right. So how easy is the carrier to do business with, right? Do, is it, uh, it's that same question of transparency, right? If the broker or the agent sends through a quote, right? How transparent is it to know where is that in, in the process with the underwriter? What how, What is that response time from, 
from quote to bind or, or quote to decision not not to bind? Uh, what is the communication there? What's the channel by which that communication is happening? Right. Um, and so that that was getting to my point of a lot of this customer experience process engineering work was being done uh, across all these various channels to say how do we do it today? What's the you know the, the end goal state, and then how how far are we from from doing that? Um, and this was the, this was during a time where a lot of these the, at least the larger carriers, um, you know, were going through this this huge digital transformation effort and getting new core systems in or uh, new capabilities in. And so how does how did those things uh, change and open up the conversation for for better interactions with with however they were defining the customer at that time? Um, yeah, this is probably naive and silly, but it seems like it seems like these platforms for insurance, uh, especially in the more complicated flavors of insurance, could draw inspiration from like the DoorDash app. Like mm. we're, we're cooking it. It's on its way. There was a problem. You got to talk to the deliverer, right? Like that's a pretty nice user experience. And it it feels that I mean, at the end of the day. There's some recipe for the insurance policy that you're binding, you're buying and then binding. Um, yeah. You know, why not treat it that way? Like a logistics. Well, well, you, well, you hit on uh, the DoorDash app example is, is a great example. Um, the the one that I think you hear a lot or that I heard a lot around that time was uh, the Amazon experience. Yeah. Right. Um, and that even got into, you know, someone's buying uh, an insurance policy and it's, you know, at the bottom is like uh, other shoppers have also searched for this or have right. purchased this or like that that image at the bottom of like what you're looking to buy plus two other items, right? And then yep. look at the total package. There was a lot of conversation about how do we try to, um, not try, like how do we show what else, like who else is like you, right? Who else like you as an insured that matches has a similar profile, what are they buying? And then should you consider that too? A little, again, a little bit of that trying to be educational um, in how to help, uh, you know, the the consumer buy the insurance product. So, but yeah, a lot, a lot of those non-industry examples is what people were referring to when they were trying to say, we, we as an industry um, want to improve uh, customer experience. Um Oh, one question I had I had for you to get your yeah. thoughts on was um, I, we hear a lot about um, the challenge of and we talked about unstructured data and everything else, but uh, the challenge of of extracting information and insights from what I'll just broadly call notes, right, yeah. or, or right. text, right. You, you hear about a lot in claims is oh a lot of the the adjuster notes or. Uh, you know, conversation is logged in in an open, you know, free text, open format, um, which is the just to your point, pretty much like an email. It's as unstructured as you can get, right? Yeah. Um, and I have to imagine that when you're serve, depending on how you do it, even when you're surveying customers, there's some of that as well. Because the, yes, there's like the simple like rate your experience one through ten. But there's also I, I've been on, uh, you know, calls where at the end of it, they say, will you take a, a brief survey? And then yeah. there's an option to essentially leave a voicemail, or leave a message to give any additional feedback or color. And so just how, how do you capture that information? I think that like where can automation help? Where, there, there, I think technological gaps there. I haven't 
heard of anyone able to really do it, but uh, you're more in the space than I am. So, so I, I don't actually think of that as an automation problem. And I've, I've had this conversation with a number of large companies in different verticals, including insurance, where it's like, you know, we have all these chat transcripts, we have the emails with the same account, right? Um, we want to know what's in them. And uh, can your can your technology do that? And my answer, my response is always at least first. Um, well, what do you actually want to know? Like, what are the questions mm. you're trying to answer? And the, the response I often get back is, well, we just want to know what's in there. It's like, well, okay, then you don't you don't have an automation or a technology problem. You have an you have an analysis problem. Like, you need to get all of this data in one place. And then be able to slice and dice it, right? So, um, you know, are you are you looking for correlations between tone, like sentiment, for example, and outcome? Are you looking for particular demographics or particular, um, you know, uh, initial questions that are asked in the chat that lead to certain outcomes? Um, and that's the kind of thing where there's no tool that's going to be able to tell you exactly what those questions are. You have to figure them out. And that, that problem, that problem is solvable with, you know, a language model, mm-hmm. plus, you know, plus search technologies, plus, um, you know, the ability to write good prompts for large, you know, large language models can be very helpful for this. Of course, I, I don't get paid to mention them by the way, but like, <laughs> <laughs> worth mentioning in this context but even you know even without the firepower of open ai you you could build these systems the problem is folks don't want to go to the trouble of building out the system they just they actually just want the genie that will come in and answer their questions about all of their data the the, the other issue is it's a massive data problem right so to get at some of those answers you really want to know like here was the chat here's everything else we know about the account here was a call transcript. And by the way, we don't just want the transcript. We actually want the audio so we can figure out mood and mm. sort of inflection of the of the words. Um, so it's a mess. Massive- sorry, yeah. sorry, because you're talking all about the interactions that are happening within someone sitting behind the desk that's getting totally. all this too. But, you know, where where you've got um, someone out in the field, a field yeah. adjuster that's sent, that's, you know, got their own form maybe that's still manual, maybe it's, you know, I'll call it a fillable PDF or, or some kind of structured document that is sending back in, but that's still getting attached to the claim. That's a whole different party that's oh, yeah. involved, right? And so back to your your point, I it kind of goes back probably to like the legacy systems and the, the infrastructure within these systems just wasn't set up to capture it. That way, I... I can't speak to now kind of what, what they look like. I'm sure it varies by line of business and even within the carrier, right? Cause you're probably doing some kind of customization of what are the fields that are important to you. Yeah. Um, and then but, there's always going to be like a blank paragraph at the bottom that you can fill in with whatever. And everyone treats that differently. Yeah. 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 I, I think it's, it's tough for, it's tough for insurance because these companies were not, if a if an e-commerce company decided to become an insurer, I think they would be amazing at this because in e-commerce mm. you have to get this right. Um, and my you know my mental model for what makes CSAC go up in insurance is uh, to your point earlier about education. It's did it did everything happen fast according to whatever measure of fast I have in my head, and also 
uh, a little bit of a delayed effect. Did I buy the right thing? Like, did you help me find the right thing? So Amazon saying like your peers bought this really, really helpful. And so with that e-commerce mindset, those tools already exist. And also the data flows already exist. You know exactly what a customer profile is and how it can be meaningful. And you know how to pipe everything into a common repository so that you can that you can query it and ask meaningful questions. I just don't think yeah. insurers are set up for that. Um, but again, I'd love to be proved wrong. Yeah, I I, I would have to agree with you uh, on that. And it's and a lot of a lot of times too. There, if you think about it, from it, it's not necessarily the carrier that's having that interaction either, right? Yeah. So it's yeah. it's the 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 insurance agent that's you know able to sell, but they're also probably appointed with a number of carriers, right? And so you've got them working with you to help you understand what insurance you need. But there's there's also, you know, things going on in the background of who do they have the strongest relationship from an insurance carrier perspective? You know, there's a question of um, the commission structure and may, yeah. maybe maybe that that particular agent prefers to work with a carrier because they know they will get um, faster, you know, quote to bind or or something like, like there's there's a ton of factors that event that you have to pull pull on to 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 get to the heart of what do we really need to change and improve to improve the end, the experience for the end customer and every customer along the way. So it's, it's very, it's, I don't want to call it siloed, but it's very, it, it's not a straight clear process. Um, there's just, it's, you know, there's a lot of, I'll call it ch- links in the chain of like B to B to B to B to C kind of interactions. <laughs> there may be an extra B in there. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but to, to your point from a few episodes ago, applying automation to something, to a process that's, that's not, that's broken, or you don't have clear insights or clear direction of what you're actually trying to get out of that process. Um, it just doesn't make sense to, to automate it. Um, so I think, I think there's probably a lot of work that still people want to do and that needs to get done uh to to apply automation to to improve customer experience yeah i i though i gave you the pessimistic answer my Mm. optimistic (laughs) version uh, of answering that question is if i were building this from scratch for an insurer today Mm -hmm. i would start with what is all of the information and, and you named a lot of it what is all the information that i would need to map out what is a customer and what has that customer's journey been to date? That's mm-hmm. where I would start. And then I would figure out like, okay, where's it all going to go? That's that's an infrastructure question and very answerable. And I would also figure out, uh, of course, where are the gaps? So we see the customer's journey up to this point, and then they disappear somewhere and we don't hear from them for a long time. What's going on in there? And how could we learn more about that? Um, and then they come back. And why did they come back? Was it a claim? Was it a policy expired? Um, so you build that holistic picture. And now you've got this, you know, not to get too deep in the weeds, but you've got this data structure that is like, here is the one file that is everything the customer does and how they're thinking about things. And now we can ask questions. Um, now we can do that exploratory analysis to say, when this happens at this point in the journey, just like Amazon does with their delivery trucks, they're doing this in that sort of middle mile of the delivery process. When the truck goes on this route, what happens to the delivery time? And then the CSAT, likewise in the the, the insurance journey, uh, you know, 
what happens when they reach this roadblock and their documentation wasn't correct or they bought the wrong thing and they had to they had to edit it um then that uh that broad question of what's in the data um, becomes possible to answer so that's the optimistic uh you you uh, made me think of something so we've talked a lot about just the um, the experience from from when there's an inbound from from the insured right so something comes in to an underwriter that comes in from an agent or a broker from a portal from the insured, or there's a claim that comes in from the insured. But there's also the what information does the carrier have or do they need to capture to try and be proactive? Um, and there's uh, a lot of, it's really interesting, uh, yeah. of, on how you identify customers and how you keep up uh, because to your point, you're only having certain interactions. Once that that policy is bound, right, you're probably having minimal interactions unless something like a claim comes up, which just inherently they're having a bad day. So it's yeah. always going to be an associated like bad, quote unquote, bad experience. So how do you proactively uh, try to engage with the customer? And, and um, also in my insurance days, um, I did a lot of work on projects um, on what types of um, services can we provide our insureds that yeah. one is another touch point with them, but two, um, you know, it improves their experience with us. So this could be, uh, and a, a lot of carriers are, are, are working on this and have solutions for this, but you live in, you know, uh, let's in an area that's, that's prone to hurricanes, right. And there's, there's a hurricane that's, you know, forecasted to hit, what do you get? The insurance carrier can, can reach out to you and say, looks like a hurricane is going to hit, you know, in three days time, make sure you do da 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 at, at your home to prepare for it. Or, um, you know, where, where are there places that, sh you know, trying to be helpful, provide that type of information. The challenge with that, uh, from a information that the carrier has perspective is, um, because you're so, I'll, I'll call it infrequently, that's probably not, not fair, but, and frequently engaging with with the with the insured, yeah. The email may be out of date. You might not have a phone number. Yeah, it may not be the right phone number. Um, you know, are you doing this via email, by mail, by text message? So there's a lot of ways that they can try and reach out to you. It's never a guarantee it's going to be there. So there's a lot of that data quality question around email and phone number, and a lot of debate going on of of um, which is the right. If you if you can only collect one, yeah, what is the one that you should be collecting? Um, and there's ongoing discussion, debate, and, and challenges associated with with those um, that I won't I won't get into yeah. <laughs> here. Um, but I think that's a question too of um, how do you improve? You know, CSAT and NPS, uh, trying to be proactive and not just on the interactions that come in that are just um, by necessity already starting kind of off on the back foot because they're not they're not uh great great starts <laughs> to yeah. why you're reaching out to the carrier oh absolutely it, it's a massive uh master data management problem um and again there are technologies for that but i don't know that there are technologies for figuring out like does this customer prefer email over text although mm -hmm maybe demographics are helpful. Like, please don't ever email me anything. I'm not, yeah. I'm just, I can't have an unopened email in my inbox. So it's going away. Yeah. Um, um, or I do not have a landline in my house. So 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. like, um, you know, things like that. I, for sure. Um, but yeah, I think there's, there, there's a, this is an interesting area just because there's, there's a lot of different ways that you can attack it. Um, and I think, again, the, it could have been happening much, much sooner for, I'm sure customer experience has been at the heart of, <laughs> of oh, yeah. insurance for a long time, but I, from my experience, the crux of it really hit and, you know, the 2014, 2015 timeframe, that's when I was, was, um, kind of around it and seeing all of these different roles and, um, efforts kind of stand, being stood up to, to try and improve it. And I think it was because of all of the new digital channels and ways people were shopping for insurance. And even that, to your point, the new demographic coming up, uh, to buy insurance for the first time. Right. Um, yeah, so my, all, all of that. My, my daughter's going to want to buy her insurance by exchanging memes with someone. I'm pretty sure. So <laughs> got to stay ahead of the curve. Well, I, and, and we didn't even touch on this, but, um, you know, we've talked to some companies whose whose strategy is to use um, social media influencers to yeah. get to to get their product out there in the market. And that, you know, I am a millennial, but I'm the millennial that like I'm, I'm the older millennial, and so I didn't spend my entire life, you know, exchanging on on the 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 web. And that to me is like uh, brand new to me. But I, I I recognize that now it's it's an actual career path. To be, you know, on on social media and and to have these types of engagements where you're representing a ton of brands and and selling that, so um, that's yeah. a whole other set of questions on how how the customer experience and those interactions and uh, how do you select people that are representing your brand to a whole new yeah, demographic? Who's going to make the best unboxing video for your marine vehicle insurance you just purchased? Um, <laughs> I, uh, so marketing wanted us to talk about how automation enables insurance companies to increase these metrics. I, yeah. I actually wonder if automation should be used to increase these metrics. Mm. I think there's a limit in the sense that, you know, to, to your point earlier about the chatbots, eventually you're just going to be spamming, like, get me to a representative. Um, and I think there's a question of like how far you should go with this and how much mm -hmm. that should be involved. Um, cause as much as I don't like calling up a vendor for help or whatever if you know someday you'll have to and at that point i don't i don't want to have to figure this out for myself i want someone to i want to feel like i have a partner that's helping me through it right um yeah but a partner that has read your exchange with said chatbot and knows where you are in the process and then can just pick up where you left off as opposed to restarting uh yeah yeah the the old handoff to three or four different departments and it's like Okay, here's what we've been through. Here's why yeah. I'm mad now. Fix yeah. this. Piece. Yeah. Good. I want to we've been all over the map here. I want to try to yeah. summarize for everybody before we before we roll this up. Um okay, so um there was a there was a period where this was a huge focus for insurance in the recent past and now it's it's sort of coming up again especially as we've been talking about intake on the underwriting and claim side. There are obviously chatbots have been deployed to uh, varied measures of success. We talked about that. Um, we also talked about how there is a strong belief that analytics on all of this multi-channel data that we have um, is could be really powerful, but it's a struggle to formulate the right questions to ask, mm -hmm. um, largely because of gaps in the data and understanding um, 
what you know what a customer wants and needs and what state they're in in their journey and then i think finally we talked about um optimism that we can get there you just had it's i think it's a the insurance company needs a different mindset a different analogy for um that customer journey than what they're than what they're thinking about today did i miss anything no i think you're spot on i think uh the, the one thing i would add is that uh it's probably being uh, worked on differently, depending on what, what segment that you focus on or what channel you focus on or, uh, whether it's underwriting your claims. And so again, I'll just put out the call again, if there's anyone listening that does this day to day and is focused on this, we'd love to, to, to chat with you about, um, about what you're, what you're seeing, what problems you're trying to solve and, um, your take on, on automation and how it helps. Yeah. Tell us how wrong we were. Yeah, <laughs> you might have to scrub this episode by the end of it. <laughs> Redacted. Um, but yeah, so uh, I think but I think uh, we we touched on a lot. So this has been another episode of Unstructured Unlock. Thanks for listening. Bye, everybody. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Unstructured Unlocked. You can find all of our episodes wherever you listen to podcasts today. Spotify, Apple, everywhere. Be sure to follow at Indico Data on Twitter and YouTube. Have a good day, Automator.